According to the U.S. Benefits Administration and Veterans Affairs, every year approximately 200,000 men and women leave U.S. military service and transition back to civilian life, a process known in the military as civilian transition. Following their honorable discharge from service, the question becomes how to make a successful transition and an impact with the rest of your life. Entering coaching can often be a tremendously positive way to give back, make an impact, and continue to build on the impeccable character of our service members and add soldiers to sidelines. They're committed to providing a renewed sense of purpose for veterans, service members, and military spouses to become character-based coaches who serve their communities. Harrison Bernstein is the founder and executive director of Soldiers to Sidelines, and he joined me this week to discuss how coaching and the camaraderie of sports come together to provide these service members a sense of renewed purpose, fulfillment, and inclusion when they return home. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Super excited to learn all about Soldiers to Sidelines. Great to see you today, and thank you so very much for being here. Of course, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And as I told you, uh, the work that you do, I respect so very much. I know that you help uh, military uh, members sort of transition to uh, coaching, the ones that want to sort of... uh, transitioned uh, coaching once they're done uh, serving the country. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about the great work that you do. Oh, certainly. So, you know, service members and veterans have been serving their country uh, through the military their entire lives. And, you know, when it's time to get out, they can still serve their country as a coach in the communities. And one could even argue that the service in the communities as a coach, you know, is just as impactful maybe even more impactful than their time, you know, either on the battlefield or working on an aircraft carrier, what have you. But it's just such a natural transition um, to want to continue to serve um, from the military to the ball fields and the courts. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that the impact that these uh, service members make on the uh, people that they coach is uh, certainly instrumental. So can you uh, tell me from your perspective, how uh, profound is the impact that these members can make on on the people that they coach? Well, it works both both ways, Kevin. So 
really, you know, when Soldiers to Sidelines was founded, you know, clearly you can see all the parallels and the synergies of military service to coaching. Uh, however, the impact on the service member and the veteran was far greater than I realized. Um, it really, Soldiers to Sidelines and coaching provides renewed purpose, right? It gives you a reason to wake up every single day and go to work because you know you're serving your communities and your country as a coach. And and that really had a, a much bigger impact than I ever imagined in the health and well-being of all of our soldier coaches. And then, you know, because our soldier coaches go through so much continuing education through soldiers to sidelines, we really help cultivate the skills necessary to be the ultimate coach. So you know, let's not get it twisted just because, you know, not everyone who serves in the military is cut out to be a great coach. I mean, in every industry, there's high performers and low performers and folks in the middle. But the folks who come through soldiers to sidelines who have served in the military want to improve their skills and their coaching craft. So once we can work with folks to really develop their high human skills, their ability to communicate, their ability to empathize, uh, to build on this internal sense of purpose. Then once they coach in the communities, that's when the impact in the community is profound because they can connect with many of the feelings and emotions and adversities and trauma and troubles that you know our young athletes go through on a daily, very similar to the feelings that service members and veterans have in their military service and then their transition out of service. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up human connection. And I think it's uh, essentially important, important, especially uh, the times we're going through through now. And I, I wanted to get your perspective on also the inclusive nature incentive of empowerment. It, it provides both the coaches that you coach and the people uh, that are impacted by the coaching and so in terms of the connectivity and the feeling of empowerment as well. That's a great question. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. And what's really cool about the military and sports is it's a meritocracy. You know, it, you are accepted and included based on your effort, right? It's like, how much work do you put into your practice? Um, and those who work really hard and then can perform get to start on the basketball court or the football field or the lacrosse field or what have you. And, you know, military culture is similar. Like if you put in the effort and you grow, you get promoted over time. Um, so in that sense, you know, inclu inclusivity has everything to do with your effort and nothing to do with your background, where you came from, what you look like, who your friends are, this kind of thing. And there, you know, we have this this parallel of what military service and athletic performance all of, is all about. Like, if you want to be on the team and you're willing to work for it, you're included and coaches included. And that's empowering, right? Because now the, the athlete, the coach, you start to realize that you are in control of your destiny. You are in control of your well-being. Right? Yeah. I you go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And tell me, Harrison, I'm curious, why was it so important uh, for you to head up this effort and, and start uh, Soldiers to Silence? So for me, this started a, a, as a project, and it was really based on a question that I had, because I, didn't, I did not serve in the military. So uh, I graduated college and then immediately got in, into coaching. And I was coaching sports performance, strength and conditioning and football and uh, at all different levels. But it, you know, what I always wondered was, I wanted to know how can I make everyone on my team or everyone that I interact with better than they ever imagined. And then I started to wonder, well, if that's what coaching is, what would be all the necessary information to know to become the ultimate coach? Like, what does that include? So there's really a psychological component. So sports psychology would be really important. There's like a physics component and biomechanics. So that would be really important. There would have to be a strategy component. So, you know, to coach football, you'd have to know something about the plays. To coach volleyball, you'd have to know something about the strategy. So all these things really factored in. And, and I started to put a deep dive into the research to really get at the, at the core of all of the information required to become the ultimate coach. So initially, I was just doing this for me. And while I was coaching, I was teaching in the master's program of exercise science at George Washington University. And I did that for a number of years. So I was able to put some curriculums together and design courses. Um, so I just had all of this information compiled on my computer, really doing nothing other than to support my own edification. Well, you know, uh, at, at one point I, w I was um, coaching strength and conditioning for the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Washington football team. And uh, I, we left, right? So the coaching, the whole coaching staff turned over and I wound up coaching high school football in DC and a buddy of mine, you know, suggested, hey, you know, all these folks are coming back from the Middle East and war and they're looking for something to do. Why don't we bring them out to football practice and show them how to coach football? And I thought that was an awesome idea. So we started doing that. And lo and behold, you know, that idea turned into, hey, why don't we start a nonprofit, call it Soldiers to Sidelines and Harrison, you should run it. And I immediately, you know, um, said, no, no chance am I doing that. And he was like, why not? You know, we'd be so good at it. You'd be great at it. You should do it. You should do it. No, 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 no. Because for me, I wanted to be the best coach that I could possibly be. And maybe I'd get back in the NFL coaching and I was going to work to that, coach college football. Anywho, uh, over time, my, my friend just kept pestering me and I caved. And I caved because I realized our service members and veterans are the perfect cohort to roll out all this incredible information that I've been stockpiling over these years. The folks that we had been working with, they want to be great coaches. And that's different than many of the, the regular civilians, moms and dads that are out there because they may like it, but the service members like felt like they needed it. So, you know, a number of years ago, I said, okay, let's do, let's do one Soldiers of Sidelines coaching seminar. And we had connections at Walter Reed Hospital and you know, they heard the idea and they loved it. So they gave us a classroom and we had six, six veterans show up to the, uh, to the seminar that wanted to coach football. 
And it was, it was a wonderful experience. And that was when I realized, wow, we're having a, a much bigger impact on the service member than I ever realized. I mean, people coming back to me talking about like, hey, you know, I, I was in a depression. I, I was thinking like, you know, life was over for me. You know, maybe I'd even take my own life. Like, you know, un until I went through this program and I realized I have this purpose. So after hearing that a couple times, that had a, a tremendous impact on me. So now I was starting to realize my renewed sense of purpose of like, shoot, you know, this is a, a group of folks that we can really make a difference in their lives. And then they can in turn make a huge impact in the communities. So I, I kept coaching football and coaching college ball. And I would do a few of these soldiers to sidelines coaching seminars, you know, live, you know, once or twice a year. And I was like funding the whole thing myself. And, you know, I had a couple friends that would donate money just to, to keep it going, but it grew and it grew and it grew. And then eventually it got to this point where we were having such a big impact that I, I just resigned from coaching football full time to do soldiers of sidelines full time. And that was just going into 2020 and then the pandemic hit <laughs> and then sports were canceled. You know, uh, but we, but the education, the, the pedagogy in coaching really blossomed because everybody started learning online. Like that's what that became the norm. So we were able to put our whole curriculum in a virtual context. And now we've grown to over 670 soldier coaches. By the end of this year, we'll be over a thousand, you know, impacting, you know, over 50,000 athletes across the country. Yeah, that must make you feel... Uh, a, a tremendous sense of empowerment, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't know if, if empowerment is, is the word, you know, I guess for me, I've always felt like empowered where, you know, I'm in control of my own destiny. Um, but at the, what it does make me feel is fulfilled. Um, it makes me feel uh, complete with joy. Um, it's a feeling of peace that is indescribable and uh i will do anything to make sure that we grow our army of soldier coaches as large as possible um so that they can in turn have a real impact on our society you know as character-based coaches yeah absolutely and i'm also curious to ask you harrison about the impact that teachers have had on your life, you know, you spend a lot of t time uh, doing the work you do to impact others. So I'm curious to know what sort of impact that teachers had on you growing up. Uh, a pretty profound impact. In fact, I, I, you know, I got into coaching because I wanted to be like my coaches. And I was just very fortunate to have some very, very good coaches like my high school football coach, Mike Alberk, um, really meant a lot to me. And um, my college football coach, uh, the late Jim Margraff, was one of the most winningest football coaches in uh, Maryland history. Uh, he was at Johns Hopkins University, where he and I both played, and he then coached me. And uh, I'm really proud to have followed his wisdom. And, and he was just so, he was such an unbelievable person that we could only aspire to be that kind of character-based coach and and influence people. So, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, and then, you know, other coaches on that staff, like my position coach, Dan Rattay, and I, you know, he had such a, a strong 
influence on me. And then, you know, some of my mentors in the NFL um, had, had a really profound impact, guys like um, Greg Williams and um, Joe Gibbs. So, you know, all these folks really shaped my perspective. And yes, they're coaches, but they're also teachers. They were also all great teachers, which made me want to become a great teacher. Um, and, and that's kind of the same thing, too. I, I think as, as an athlete and someone who really respects education, sometimes a coach can bring out the desire to learn within athletes, sometimes more effectively than, than teachers can. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me uh, some of the great, great stories of impact that you've had through uh, soldiers uh, to sidelines. What sort of impact in terms of stories has the organization had? I'm curious. So, you know, we can talk about numbers, right? And that that's all well and good. So we have grown, like last year, we certified 354 soldier coaches um, in one year, and we're gonna do it again this year. And 88% of those coaches are currently coaching in their communities. And, you know, we have helped 57 of them really discover what it is that they love about coaching. And many of them have gotten new coaching jobs or have just broken into the coaching profession um you know for their first time and you know we but it's really about the individual like so i could tell you one story um with one of our initial soldier coaches he came to our very first seminar and he had never really played football and it was a lifelong dream for him to coach college ball and in his mind he was like i could probably do this in 10 years i could get a college coaching job somewhere well he was going through a huge life shift where, you know, he stopped drinking alcohol, you know, got rid of like all those negative behaviors, came through our program and just learned and learned and, and followed the soldiers to sidelines process. And then within four years, he was a college linebacker coach in North Carolina. So he was able to do that in four years. Um, we've had other instances of folks coming to our seminars. And like I said, expressing how we saved their life, like folks who haven't left their house in two years and this was gonna be their, their swan song, their last chance, and then they were gonna take their lives. And then sitting through the seminar, they've realized I have a purpose, I have more to give this world. And when they tell you that, that I mean, that is real impact. So beyond the numbers, now you're talking about the depth of impact in one person. You know, we have folks talking about, you know, saving my marriage, people getting remarried to their, you know, original loved ones. Because everything in the Soldiers of Sidelines coaching program is about relationships, right? And so, you know, I could go on and on and talk about stories of, you know, finding happiness, peace, and purpose through serving others as a coach. And really, that's the impact. And if they can pay it forward in their communities, just like the way I wanted to be like my coach, maybe their players look up to them and decide, you know, maybe I want to serve my country too. I want to be like you, coach. Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, impact the lives of someone uh, 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 personally, I always say that the results or rewards personally are tenfold, aren't they? 
I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's why I was able to, you know, I don't want to say give up, but move on from a, a dream that I had of coaching in the NFL and winning a Super Bowl and then getting there, being on the doorstep to, to do that. And then realizing I have a much bigger purpose and it was soldiers to sidelines and it, you know, it's not going to make you rich in terms of money. You know, we're running a nonprofit and it's a startup and, you know, it's growing for sure, but it's not like, you know, the, the celebrity nature you get for, from coaching the NFL and, and that kind of money. Um, but the fulfillment and the joy and the, the gratitude that comes with it far exceeds anything else I could have done in my life. Yeah, uh, and Harrison, I just wanted to share a bit about myself. You know, I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So I've worked throughout my adult life to, to promote um, a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion for folks with disabilities. And you talked earlier about equity and inclusion through the work that you do. And, and I'm curious for, from a more broader perspective, how do you think we can promote uh, the E&I or uh, the more, uh, I guess, in the, in the professional ranks in terms of uh, career development? I'm curious to get your thoughts there as well. Great question. And I have a, a, a different perspective on this, I think, than what most people are looking for, because sometimes when I hear that question, people are anticipating a process driven response. Like what is the process? Like what are the things that we can do in terms of policy and rules and regulations? And that's important, right? So I just, I, I wanna make that clear that that is important. But I, what I think has the biggest impact in expanding diversity, equity, inclusion is being diverse, equitable, and inclusive. Right? Can we get leaders who embody this concept and who are people first people, right, to behave in inclusive and equitable ways, right? And really, it just comes down to, you know, you know where they say the platinum rule, you know, treat people how they wish to be treated, and seeing everybody as people rather than, you know, what what is on their exterior or their resume or any of these things, um, I, I mean, to quote Nike, it's like the best way to, to do it is to just do it, be equitable, be inclusive. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one of the great things about Soldiers of Sidelines is, you know, the, the military and sports, we're about as diverse as it gets. Our soldier coach population is one-to-one, -one, you know, majority minority races. I mean, we have, 25% of our forces is female, which is 10% greater than the entire US military, you know, that rate. And it's because, you know, we treat everybody as who they are as an individual, and you get promoted based on your effort and your performance in anything. So um, I don't know, maybe that might be the, the, the fluff of your answer, but I feel like it, it's the actual truth. We just need great leaders in positions who treat people as people, regardless and then the the inclusiveness and the you know the equity or equitability you know just emerges from that yeah and, and you know harrison i'm also curious to ask you about how your connections within 
the football coaching circles within the NFL and colleges help you grow soldiers to sidelines as well. I mean, that was one of the most critical, you know, components of this, right? So, you know, you can't do anything by yourself. You're, you know, we were only as successful as our network. And, you know, I'd like to think that I have a pretty decent reputation, like as a person, you know, in in terms of my character um, in, in coaching throughout my life. So, you know, once I would tell, you know, my friends and colleagues, the places that I've been in coach and said, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. We're, we're helping out these service members and veterans to become better coaches. Do you want to help? They say, yes, absolutely. And it's been such an honor to see, and it's so satisfying to see h- how much of my network has grown because of this effort and how much the network wants to contribute to helping our service members and veterans. Um, to include the New York Jets. I mean, we are their salute to service partner. Um, they've nominated me as the NFL salute to service um, nominee for the, for the uh, NFL award this year. And it'd be awesome to, to get that for soldiers to sidelines because you know now the entire world will know on the Super Bowl that there's an organization out there supporting vets and active duty service members to gain purpose as a, as a, as a coach in their community. So, um, yeah, the, the network was absolutely paramount in really spreading the word and creating this impact. Yeah, absolutely. And my final question for you has to do with the legacy you hope to build through the effort of soldiers to sidelines and how can people get involved if they're so inclined to do that? Yeah, so the legacy, right? We're setting this organization up to have an impact for centuries, right? We are building this so it is running and achieving the mission well beyond my lifetime, right? We want to create and we will create, excuse the pun, an army, and we work with all branches of the military, an army of soldier coaches, tens of thousands large in our communities, teaching character-based values, of sportsmanship, leadership, discipline, et cetera. And if anybody wants to join the mission, you can visit us at Soldiers to Sidelines. So soldiers is plural, the word T-O, sidelines, that's plural, soldiers to sidelines.org. You can join our mailing list, you can donate. All of this is only feasible with the contributions from our individual donors and our sponsors and our partners. So um, if anybody wants to help scholarship some of our soldier coaches through our coaching certification seminars and our continuing education opportunities, please uh, you know, go ahead and visit soldiersofsidelines.org and um, get involved and donate. Well, yeah, absolutely. The work that you do is certainly uh, tremendously impactful. And I have to tell you, I was delighted to uh, engage in conversation with you on this topic. I wish you uh, continued success, buddy, and I want to thank you for being here today. It's most appreciated. Oh, thank you for having me, Kevin. And, you know, I'm inviting you to come join our seminars. You personally, I would love to see you get involved. I think you'd really dig the information. And, you know, I think you're an inspiration to so many folks out there. Um, you know, we, in, in our tribe, we have folks who have overcome some tremendous, tremendous injuries. And one of the key 
concepts that we that we preach and discuss in Soldiers of Sidelines is like we don't believe in disabilities. We don't even use that word anymore. It's it's mixed abilities because every single one of us, whether you're able-bodied or you're not, you, you got hit with an IED or you didn't or you're suffering some kind of mental, cognitive, neural something, none of that is a, a detriment or uh, an impediment to success. It's just different abilities. And sometimes those can be great, great strengths in success. And, you know, it, it's, just, it's just so cool to see people doing what they love to do regardless of what their circumstances.